1: so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today
0: you're listening to get started investing a production of equity mates media this series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey a lot of brains in this but Investing in yourself is the best
1: thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to another episode of Get Started Investing, a podcast where we aim to answer all of the most common money and investing questions that come from our community. Now, if you have joined us for the very first time, welcome. We do strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. Now, while we are licensed, we're not aware of your financial circumstances, so any information on this show is for entertainment and education purposes. Any advice is general. But with that said, let's crack on. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity
0: buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. That's good. <laughs> yes. They were answering the question: What do you do when you get a windfall?
1: A windfall, yes, yes. yes. Now that
0: term windfall has been hotly debated in the Equity Mates office. Here is what we're talking about: here, a windfall. You know, we're we're talking about when you get a lump sum of money,
1: extra money, uh, yeah. when
0: you get you know a bonus from your job, maybe an inheritance. Uh, for some people, sadly, with job cuts, there might be a redundancy. Maybe you win the lottery. It's really just any large sum of unexpected money. Yeah. And there was a debate about whether all of those are a windfall or whether a windfall has a positive connotation. Yes. Like, I don't think you would say, I got a windfall, I got made redundant, redundant. Yeah. but Alf in the office g- out-googled us and yeah. so everything's a windfall.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so specifically, we, the, this was triggered by a question from Sadaf. And he said, what should I do with the extra income I have coming in ad hoc? i.e. from overtime, he's got a 4K tax return coming in. He wants to know if he should be paying down hex. He's at the age of 27 and uh, is just thinking through, you know, as you said, that windfall or those large lump sums. A good example is your tax return mm. um, coming in. What's the best way to approach these ad hoc lump sums of money that realistically don't appear in your budget? You don't budget for – well, not I, I certainly don't budget for the tax return that comes around every year and those sorts of things – So that's what we're going to answer today.
0: Yeah, so I think there's a few key rules of thumb um, that we're going to go through to help you think about it and then a few other considerations at the end. I think where we've got to start is be aware of tax because nothing can ruin a windfall faster than blowing it all and then getting a tax bill.
1: Yes. Yeah, so well, what, what do you mean by that, blowing it all and then getting well, a tax bill? I
0: mean, you know, you get 10 grand paid to you, you spend all 10 of it, and then the tax office says you owe us three of that. Yes. And then yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. you to find some money somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think the first rule of thumb is if you get money, be it a inheritance or a redundancy or a, a bonus from work, how much of that is going to leave you in tax? Yeah. So we. Don't give specific tax advice here, but generally, here's how some of the different potential windfalls are treated. Yes. So, let's start with a tax return because I think that's probably the most common lump sum that most people get. Yep. No tax.
1: No tax. No tax on it's, a tax return. Yes, that's the <laughs> beauty of it. You've so, done your tax and the tax office says, hey, we actually owe you a bit of money. Yeah. And here it is.
0: So, blow it. <laughs> so, <laughs> blow it. No. Uh, Another one, uh, inheritance. Now, Australia doesn't have an inheritance tax, but that doesn't mean there won't be other taxes levied as ownership of an asset passes from someone to you. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are intricacies there that you need to figure out, but if it's just cash, we don't tax inheritances.
1: Yeah. Figure it out from your tax account and know what the intricacies are because there's some serious ones. Uh, Redundancy rents. So redundancy payments from your employer, they receive the concessional tax treatment depending on your income and other factors.
0: Which I was surprised by. I would have just assumed that a redundancy payout gets just factored into your assessable income. So would have I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, according to the ATO website, your genuine redundancy payment, and I think that's an important test, yes. that it is a genuine redundancy, it could be tax-free up to a limit depending on how many years you worked, then it will be concessionally taxed as an employment termination payment above that tax-free limit. And then above that, it will be taxed at your normal marginal rate of tax. So there will be likely some tax after that tax-free limit, but it's not just treated as normal income.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get hit at whatever your your actual tax rate is. Yeah. All right, so that's inheritance, redundancy. What about I've done well and it comes to bonus time and I'm lucky enough to get a bonus from my employer – how am I going to be treated in terms of tax from a work bonus?
0: Yeah, so bonuses form part of your accessible income, which is why financial advisors would often suggest, think about if you should direct some of that to your super. And I know we're, we're jumping ahead here, but if your bonus is going to push you up a tax bracket, or, you know, like part of that bonus will be taxed at a higher rate, there's an argument that, you could take advantage of putting some of that bonus into your super at the concessional tax rate.
1: Yes. Not to confuse things, this happened to me at Woolies though where you would get the bonus and it would push you up into a – well, the tax man thinks you're in another tax bracket. Mm-hmm. You then do get a bit of it back at uh, at tax time yeah. when, they, when they do the sums. But uh, there is tax on your work bonus regardless of what. What, yeah, what it's, part of your it's part yeah. of your income
0: okay so a couple of other ways that you might get a windfall then let's get into how you should deal with it uh if you get a prize yes. um
1: who wants, wants know, to be a millionaire
0: if, if yeah who wants to be a willing <laughs> be a millionaire that uh, your wife
1: yes one yes didn't quite get the mill <laughs> not quite the mill did pretty
0: well <laughs> uh no tax
1: no tax do straight you, into the do bank do you account. even
0: declare it no nice
1: yeah
0: uh if it's a gift what if you if, so if it's a gift from work uh, you might need to, you do need to declare it, I think, as part of your assessable income.
1: As in, like, if Equity Mates were to gift.
0: Rather than giving us a bonus, Equity Mates gave like us a Rolex. A house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, sh- yeah, I see that. That makes yeah. sense.
0: But if it's a gift from your family member, no tax. Yes, that's correct. Must be nice. That is correct. And then finally, gambling winnings. Uh, if gambling is part of your job, uh, like, if if you have like a system, I remember this from, mm. um, uh, from uni days, uh, not that I was a professional gambler, but that I learned about yeah, yeah. how the tax treatment far less exciting. Uh, if, if you have, if you're like a professional punter and you've got a system, then it's your job and it's, you declare it as income. But if you're just having a punt on the Melbourne cup and you win. So what about
1: all of those people out there treatment. that are, um, consistently match betting every weekend?
0: Uh, I mean, speak to an accountant. I I, I, I
1: don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so really what we've discovered is that rule number one, be aware of the tax because depending on the type of windfall or the type of ad hoc lump sum, there are going to be different tax treatments. Yeah.
0: And and the reason we start there is because after we've gone through that, that step, we actually know how much we have in our windfall. Yeah. Before, when we just have our windfall pre-tax, we actually don't know how much we have to... Play with. ...spend or invest or... Yeah, blow. (laughs) But now, once we're aware of the tax and we know how much we need to put aside for the end of the financial year... Now we can get to the good stuff. Yes. Yeah, so rule, how are we going to spend
1: it? So rule number two is time is your friend, and what we mean here is you get your windfall. There can be a level of excitement around it, and a level of uh, you know you want to go out and and spend that money. Don't blow it. Take a deep breath, put it in a high interest savings account, and wait.
0: Mm. And don't tell anyone. And don't tell well. anyone. Yes. Time is your friend here. I mean, not so much if you get a work bonus. I mean if you get a work bonus don't tell anyone because no one gives a shit that you got a bonus of <laughs> no, work. No. like maybe tell your partner if you can you know do yeah. something with it but yeah. no one wants to hear how much you get paid no but it's more if you win the lottery don't, don't tell, tell anyone, anyone. yes
1: yeah. yeah but i think this is a good one because you'll often find that the what you want to do with it in the first week of getting that windfall versus what you think you should do with it within the first six months is could be completely different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then uh, when it comes to actually thinking about spending it or investing it, so this is rule number three how, how do you invest it? I think invest sustainably is a really important thought. And, you know, we're, when we're preparing for this episode, we're reading online, uh, a lot of online advice will say something like buy an investment property. But if you're going to do that, make sure you're not just putting a down payment on something that you can't afford.
1: You also need a massive windfall to be just like, I'm going to be buying an investment property. Yeah, I mean, look, this episode is straddling the line between
0: I got a a, $1,000 tax return and I won a million dollars on the lotto. Yeah,
1: Yeah, like I don't think I've ever got a tax return and gone... Hell yeah, I'm going to buy an investment property. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so this is more like you, uh, <laughs> you, get a hu- you, huge you go on so. Who Wants to Win a mil- w- Millionaire and you win $250,000 yeah, yeah. and then you buy a million dollar investment property. Yeah. Three years later, you realize, oh, I actually can't afford the mortgage repayment. Yeah, three months later. Not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> Not ideal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So invest sustainably. Uh, a good rule of thumb, any financial windfall should help pay down debt rather than acquire new ones.
1: As in, don't go out and buy an investment property.
0: Or just, you know, anything. Like, don't get an expensive car that you get a loan for or, um, you know, any other type of debt. Use the financial windfall to clear debts rather than adding new debts. Mm -hmm. So while we're talking about debt, paying off debt is, I guess, the most sustainable way of investing your windfall. Yeah. Because, like, the... Benefits of not having to service that debt. Yeah, get that cash summer. flow back. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It just can compound over time. There, there are two methods of thinking about paying down debt, what debt to pay down first. The first one is the highest interest rates first. So if you've got a credit card that's charging you 19% interest, mortgage that's charging you 6% interest, and a hex or like HELP University debt, that's just indexed to inflation, you would say, all right, well, the credit card is the highest interest, so I'll pay that debt Get rid of it. So that's one method. The second method is Dave Ramsey's snowball method. He's a financial uh, radio host. Guru. Is he? Yeah, guru. Over in the US. And he says, get all your debts, line them up from smallest to largest. Don't worry about the interest rate because getting your money sorted is more psychology than maths. And he says, "What you want to do is build momentum and you want to pay down the smallest debt first, and then the second smallest and the third smallest, and then feel uh, good about it feel good about it, build momentum and start crossing them off the list mm. financially like mathematically that doesn't make as much sense, but psychologically it does, and it's really just whatever it gets you paying down to the debt. end yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. that's that's sort of one thing to think about if you get a windfall.
1: Pay, down your, Pay debt. down your debts. Once you've done that, you can then turn to thinking about boosting your superannuation or investing outside your super um, with any form of, of, of windfall. So if you're going to boost your super, be aware of the concessional contribution cap. I think it's $27,500 a year. There are a few other, I guess, intricacies around it if you want to roll it up. But
0: Yeah, so it's like you $27,500 a year on top of your normal employer contributions gets taxed at the 15% concessional, rate, And then there's a maximum cap on how much you can contribute, Mm. but that gets taxed at your Mm. normal, rate. Yeah. Um, I think it's like $180,000 a year or something like that. Mm.
1: Yeah, so boost super or invest outside of it, but invest sustainably, i.e. make sure it's an investment you can afford or if you're investing in the share market, um, building wealth that way. Then uh, you can think about parking money in your mortgage offset account, um, where you get the double benefit of, I guess, an investment-like return, but also you have the liquidity there should you need it. And what, what we mean by an investment-like return is if you're saving 5.5% interest on your, on your loan by having money in your offset account, that's the equivalent of investing it at 5.5% return. Mm. And it's actually the equivalent
0: there. of getting more than 5.5% return because you pay tax on your investment. True, yeah. yeah.
1: And if you don't have an offset account or you don't have a mortgage but you still want the liquidity, good news is these days you can get savings accounts with the almost the equivalent 5.5% or thereabouts on your savings accounts. And then finally, we've spoken about on the show before, education bonds or other tax-advantaged investment options.
0: Mm. Mm. So yeah. it pretty
1: much comes down to don't blow it, pay down debt, build wealth.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty- <laughs> so they're kind of like the rules of thumbs. Oh, I, and I think, you know, the, the key rule is like a windfall is a one-off. So don't put yourself in a worse financial position by like, yeah, getting into more uh, debt, over-stretching. You, know, like, you know, getting an investment loan that you then won't be able to service or getting a mortgage that you won't be able to service. Let's take a quick break here. And on the other side, let's talk about how we personally have managed any windfalls recently.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: Welcome back to Get Started Investing. Today, we are talking about windfalls. We're talking about those moments that you might find yourself coming into a lump sum of cash and you're wondering what to do with it. This conversation was sparked by a question uh, from Sadaf, who asked how we would approach getting a lump sum. Um, If you want to ask a question uh, for Bryce and I or for some of Australia's best financial advisors, hit us up at ask at equitymates.com. Uh, But Bryce, before the break, we spoke about some of the key rules. Rule number one, be aware of the tax um, treatment of your lump sum. Uh, Rule number two, time is your friend. Don't rush. Uh, And number three, invest sustainably. Let's talk about how we would manage it. Um, As someone who meticulously takes all accounts, all of his deductions uh, each tax year and also has a propensity for committing tax fraud. <laughs> not <laughs> true, not true. What, uh, how, how do you approach getting lump sums?
1: So there's sort of three lump sums that I've had. Uh, the first is the tax return. And I think when I was at uni I've treated it completely differently to how I treat it now. Mm. I, in fact, I would, I would say that most of what we've spoken about is not how I treated my tax return at uni because a tax return at uni was probably the most money you would ever come to in, at one point in time and I probably spent too much of it. The second was the bonuses at work, uh, which we were very fortunate to be able to get and in those instances, I would invest as much as I could. I guess that's the invest sustainably. Then we did win. My wife did win the, um, the yeah. The
0: millionaire. No, no way about yeah, this. I Harriet did. <laughs> did all the work. <laughs>
1: Harriet won. Who wants to be uh, a hot seat millionaire? Hot seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's public, so she won. She won fifty thousand dollars, which is a significant windfall. Very, very fortunate. And you know, the temptation was there to be like we want to buy this, we want to buy that.
0: Well, for people that watched that episode of Millionaire Hot Seat, Harriet committed to Eddie McGuire that she would make a... Pasta wh- what train. I think is a pretty ingenious rest- uh, idea. Uh, people are probably familiar with sushi trains yep. where uh, different selections come out in little plates on, yep. a, on a train and you can pick what you want. Harriet was going to take the money and make a pasta train train, where there's little servings of different pastas um, (laughs) and you can choose what you want. Yes. An idea that I think has merit. It does. How's her business plan going? (laughs) Nowhere. So Bryce dashed Harriet's dreams of a pasta train and here's what he did with the money instead.
1: (laughs) The Rule number two is what really, really helped us here, which was don't blow it. Time is our friend let's sit it in a savings account and just see how we feel about it Mm. over a period of time and it fast became a i'm glad we haven't spent it because we then got into buying a house mode and it became very very helpful towards that so i think if we were to look back and if we had spent it in any way that wasn't building wealth we probably would have would have regretted it so that time was. you
0: guys didn't do anything fun with the money
1: not a single thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We, she, she still has the full to the cent, full 50,000. Well, I mean, we bought a house. So yeah, it's, say, gone to, it's gone to that, but like. Oh, but you it, haven't but, actually uh,
0: settled the house. But yet. haven't
1: settled the house, yeah. But it's it's uh, to the cent, not a cent was spent of it, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't do it, yeah. We thought about it and then we we're like, you know, is it? because she was like, oh, I'll take, you know, I'll treat my friends to like a, a weekend away or whatever. And then she's just like, what's the point?
0: Like. I don't know, it might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: she's like, we could just do that and they'd be happy to pay for a weekend away as a group of friends anyway. So I don't know. She And then we were going to buy a new mattress because we need one, but then didn't do that because we're just like, well, we're going to end up doing that with the new house yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it just sitting it out of sight, out of mind was the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And any windfall now, I just try and get in the market. Yeah. Because for me, it comes down to, it's not part of the budget and we're like happy with the budget that we've set. We don't need to get a a tax return to achieve the goal or whatever. So I see these as like lucky to have, fortunate, you've worked hard. Unfortunately, it may have come through a redundancy or something like that, but building wealth with them if you can, if you can, I think is fortunate position. That's how we think about it. What about you?
0: Uh, so two things. First of all, you know, I've, I've never had a $50,000 TV game show win, so... It'd be nice if I could, but I, I think, so for me personally, right now, it's just put it in the stock market. Like it's not rocket science Oh, actually because I'm buying a house, it would be put it in my high interest savings account where I've got my house deposit. Yeah. But that's probably the first thing. The only other thing I would think about, especially if it was a redundancy payout is would be beefing up my emergency fund. Good call, Um, yeah. And so, I mean, honestly, if you get a redundancy until you get a new job, you're not investing that money. You're putting it in a high-interest savings account and drawing on it as you need to cover your living expenses until you get a new job. And then you can start thinking about how much, what goes where. Um, But yeah, I I would, if I got, you know, like if I won Lotto or something like that, I would probably beef up my emergency fund from three months of expenses to... Mm -hmm. Maybe six or, you know, maybe at least another month in there just to err on the side of caution, especially because now that emergency fund is getting an okay return mm, mm. in a high-interest savings account. Mm. So it's not like it's money that isn't working. Mm. So that would be probably my first thing, just think about like how much I want to set myself up for, um you know, a rainy day. And then other than that, it would just be, house deposit and investment hmm. luckily i'm not in any debt but i think if i was that would be interesting a, thing to go yeah yeah 100 percent. Or actually sorry that's a lie i am in hex debt but i just don't even think about hex i know i know some people are really focused on clearing hex and i know that feeling was really amplified with indexation. the indexation but for me i'm pretty sanguine like i'm pretty okay with Hex, I understand that this year it'll probably be indexed pretty high as well. It'll be, like, based on where inflation is now, this financial year we'll we'll probably get, like, a 5% indexation Mm. and there'll be a lot of noise about it at the time. But I expect to earn more than 5% from my investing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice. Well, let us know what you would do with your windfall. Come and join us uh, in the Facebook discussion group, Equitymates uh, discussion group, and uh, we'd love to hear from you.
0: Now, Bryce, before you wrap, just one uh, fun fact. In our book, Don't Stress, Just Invest, we ended each chapter with like just an interesting financial story or anecdote. You, you know the term keeping up with the Joneses? Yes. Where it's like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you see your neighbor gets a new car or does a renovation and you feel the need to do it Mm -hmm. now that you're, well, you're soon to be a homeowner. That's going to be a feeling that you have to deal with. There was a study done by the federal reserve uh, of Philadelphia and they looked at Canadian lottery winners and the bankruptcy claims from 2004 and 2014. (laughs) And so we wrote about that in the book, just pulled out some of the key findings. There's a massive keeping up with the Joneses effect Mm. that when someone wins a lottery at least in this the canadian data when someone wins a lottery the rate of bankruptcy claims from their neighbors spikes really massively and the looking at what the neighbors were spending on it wasn't non-visible goods like you know furniture inside of homes and stuff like that it was all visible goods like those obvious displays of wealth um to keep up with their lottery what winning the neighbors, hell? that is
1: so dumb. So
0: here's the stat: so the Federal Federal Reserve also found the amount of money borrowed, the amount of credit card debt also rose relative to the amount won. So like the bigger the lottery win, the more borrowings and credit card debt that followed. They found that for every one thousand dollars more in lottery winnings, there was a two point four percent higher probability of a neighbor declaring bankruptcy. What? on earth so keeping up with the joneses is real just one of the interesting facts you'll read about in our book don't stress just invest and so our final thought to leave you with as we close out uh, the windfall discussion is if a friend a family member or a neighbor gets a windfall don't feel the need to keep up with them because as this data found that's a fast track to bankruptcy. Well,
1: increases the probability yeah. of bankruptcy. <laughs> that is fascinating. Ren, we'll leave it there, but please come and join the conversation in the Mates Facebook discussion group. And if you'd like to ask a question, as we close out the year, shoot us a question at ask at equitymates.com. But as always, it's great to chat and we'll pick it up next week. You have been listening to an Equity Mates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.